3: It's Jeremy White. It seems like for those of you that had old Nintendos, you pull the cartridge out,
2: you blow in it, (laughs) and you put it back in. Like, see if this works. Yeah. And sneaky Joe DiBiase. The PlayStation 2 memory cards were the same thing for me. It it did somehow always work. You never had a regular Nintendo, Josh.
3: No, I did. My first first game system was a GameCube. Old? What was I thinking? I ain't old. (laughs) The GameCube was not regular Nintendo. I'm talking about the actual first Nintendo. Boy, I can teach you guys some things about video games to give you a phrase. You tell me if it means anything to you. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, VA, start.
2: We're not so different, you and I. Let me let me ask you if this brings anything to mind. Wave dashing. No. Okay. See? What's that? Different times. Smash Bros.
0: You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on Western New York
3: Sports Giant. WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. I was off yesterday.
2: What did I miss? Anything good? Anything bad? You missed, uh... Bobby Babich, you missed my final day of uh, Whole30. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, welcome back. I'm, I'm back. You can have... I got my big ol' sugary coffee right away just to undo everything I just did in the last 30 days with uh, four Toffee nut syrup shots wow. in, this, uh, in this venti drink here.
3: Four Toffee nut syrup shots.
2: That's, that's what it came with. Blonde Espresso. Yeah. Wow. Undo it all. So Dang. Whole30
3: is no sugar.
2: No sugar, no gluten, no, no like added sugar no added yeah. sugar okay. no fake sugar, no no uh nothing processed is basically the theme of it can you have for a month like grains no, no but, gra- uh, not really, no, okay, I could have like cauliflower rice during the month, uh, but that's kind of it. It's just basically meat, fruit, vegetables, That's yeah. like it's like ninety five percent of it, pretty much how'd it go it was very hard at the end.
3: Was it effective?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was very energy levels are awesome. Not just because of the uh, also uh, four espresso shots that are also in this. Holy drink. This cow! Thing, this thing's a monster. I, yeah, uh, that I just ordered. Um, no, it, the energy levels are awesome. That worked great. Lost a couple lbs. Uh, you know, just th- that's pretty much it. Hmm. Feel like a, a, a nice reset. Yeah, pretty much. You know like where like you you have like a pizza sounds like a good idea today and then okay, you do it. And then the next morning or like that night it's just like I don't want to do anything. Yep. Not having that feeling for a whole month. That that that's that, that's always a good feeling. So you're doing so, you did that for a month. Are you still on cold showers? No, I I bailed on that. Okay. Or I just kind of forgot about that and then just remembered and then like, nah, I'm not gonna not gonna do that again. <laughs> <laughs> the way, I was doing that really up until it got cold. Right. Which maybe is when I should still be doing it. But no. And you called it psychotic, I think, at one point anyway. So. Well I mean it, it I thought it was working.
3: You were seeing how long you could stay
2: in the cold shower each day and like upping the time. Yeah, pretty much. But you don't you're not supposed to do it for more than like what does Chris Trapasso do it for? For like three minutes? I think mm. that's like the max you're supposed to do it for? In either a cold tub or a cold shower. And I think I got up to like a minute fifteen and then that was uh that was about it interesting yeah i mean I- i'm sure there are health benefits i'm just oh, no, the th- no thanks th- the thing on tiktok is the uh is the cold plunge like everybody's everybody's cold plunging stone cold steve austin now is becoming like a big uh cold plunge guy although he is very much if if you could believe it, if there's anybody in the world you wouldn't think this is true of, the biggest chicken when it comes to cold plunges is co- Stone, Stone cold. cold Steve Austin. <laughs> like couldn't make it through thirty seconds in his first attempt at it. Wow, yeah, it's a really funny video. Definitely uh, definitely worth a gander. Well, maybe uh, I was gonna
3: say maybe I'll check it out. It would have to come to me. I'm not. I probably won't seek it out, but maybe it'll come to me. Stone Cold Steve Austin in a cold plunge tank. Yep, like on his porch on his deck.
2: That's where people tend to do it, right? Outside most he's of the time. He's got like a lodge-looking thing mm. or something. So, like, he lives on a ranch, maybe. So S- sounds right. So, like, the, the place that he's in almost looks like a log cabin. That he's got this. That he's got this. Uh, this tub at. So gotcha. You should give it a shot. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I might have done one polar
3: plunge before. You know, where you raise money and you go out and you jump in the lake. You jump in the lake. Yeah, yeah. it's really cold. Yeah. I feel like I did that once when I was in my high school or something, but that's about it. Okay. Yesterday I was off yesterday. I went to the explorin' more with my kids. There was a class field trip, so I took the day off to be the parent that goes on the class trip. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Every time we go there it's a reminder that there's, you know, a lot of cool stuff for kids to do there and nice. Yeah, you know, cool to be downtown. My son saw the ice at Canal Side and asked where the Buffalo Sabres were. That's pretty much how that works. <laughs> He uh-huh. sees ice. He wants to know where are the Buffalo Sabres. Did you have a? Did you have a snarky answer ready to go on? on, on that I one? simply said they've got some time off. Here. Okay, they've all got right. some time all off. All right, That's, that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, one thing yesterday that I found to be interesting, and we're going to check in with Brian Koziel coming up at six thirty about this. I mean, no snark at all. I'm, I'm not being snarky. Mm-hmm. I love to be snarky, not snarky. It is Josh Allen golf season now. It is where. Yeah. We now watch Josh Allen play golf. Yep, because we
2: see how his, his swing is doing. Yeah,
3: we. Yeah. He's at Pebble Beach for the Pebble Beach Pro Am. He's playing with Keith Mitchell again. He got paired up yesterday with Brady, or no, today. Today he's in the same yeah. pairing as Brady. He's in a pairing with yeah. Brady. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs>
2: that must be terrible. Uh uh-huh. But you, you want him mic'd up, though, right? I want to. He-
3: I want to hear. I don't know. I don't think so. I, what Josh say smart and funny things, and Brady tell the same four jokes. Yeah. You know, my 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 distaste for Tom Brady is too
2: powerful. I can't I can't see through it. So I did learn one thing about Brady though in recent uh days. There was a video that came out. He he might not be surrounded by yes men at the very least. Did you see the video of his buddies or his entourage, I should say, no, going to a petting zoo with Tom Brady and one guy in his entourage, you know, m- poking fun at him where they passed like the goat area. Of the petting zoo, and he pointed to him and said, "Hey, Tom, there's the Mahomes exhibit. That's nice. I like that." Tom kind of looked like he was not happy about it, but, but not not around Yesman, I guess. Well, but he's still not. See him on the McAfee show. This dude is not going to be a good broadcaster. No, he's not. And he's talking, by the way, like he is going to do it. He's talking like he's I gonna still do think it.
3: there is no chance. Uh, whatever, I shouldn't say no chance. I still think it's highly unlikely that Tom Brady remains in our lives on a year-to-year basis as the number one broadcaster in the sport. He won't want to do it.
2: Do you think he tries it, or you just don't think he'll do it long-term? He might try it, but I I don't think there's any
3: way he really wants to do it. What does he want to do? I mean, you know me. I love to psychoanalyze Tom Brady. He wants to be as appreciated and loved as Peyton Manning doing it. I don't think he would do it unless Peyton Manning were doing it.
2: Like, I saw yesterday, I never knew this happened, that right after Joe Montana retired... He attempted to have a career in broadcasting in the booth. You know how long it lasted? Nine games. Yeah. And that was it. Wouldn't surprise just me did, at all. Didn't like it at all. I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing this.
3: Speaking of Brady, Mahomes, Montana, GOAT, I've got I've got awesome instant trivia slash couple games to play with okay. this. What is the number one? Let's 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 start here on just on that. I mean I, I wasn't gonna get to this yet, but let's the number one thing we should look at for who the GOAT is, is it just how many Super Bowls won? Hmm. Anybody give me a call. A- give us a call. eight zero three zero five fifty. If we're deciding who will be the best of all time, shouldn't we all universally decide the thing we will look at first? Is it just Super Bowls? Is it postseason touchdown passes? Uh-huh. Is it... I mean, Brady has them all, right? Brady has the most passing yards of all time. Yeah. He won in his 40s. His his career in his 40s is a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, he
2: had three Hall of Fame careers. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, for Brady, if Mahomes plays until he's 35, shuts it down and has one less Super Bowl and goes out on top because he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I, is that better? I'm here to listen to mm-hmm. almost any of it being better than Brady. And that's where I'm really torn. I don't know what to do with this because, of course, it's happening on the Bills and on Josh Josh Allen's watch. You know, the Brady goat career, the Bills could never kind of get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. and now that the Bills are good, I don't want anybody to do that again. No, I don't don't want Mahomes doing this.
2: Even if it would be funny to watch Brady squirm around as he's losing his status on being the greatest quarterback of all time. Which
3: is already happening. People are already ready to crown, some are, ready to crown Mahomes the best of all time. Andy Reid is getting a lot more love now because Reid's won with multiple teams and multiple franchises, multiple quarterbacks. Brady, though, you want to get stat of the day on the day, out of the way right away?
2: Yeah. All stat right. of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily.
3: Okay. Here's your stat of the day. You already mentioned Joe Montana. Yeah. Postseason touchdown passes. The gap between number one and number two, Tom Brady to Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers are tied. Okay. The gap between number one and number two in all time postseason touchdown passes is equal to the gap between number two, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. and Mac Jones.
2: (laughs) I don't know if that's sad of the year. That might be sad of the month, though. (laughs) Let me (laughs) give you the actual
3: numbers of it. The gap between Brady and number two is forty three touchdowns.
2: Is it Is it possible that's more than the total for number two? Number two has 45. It's almost.
3: Yeah. It's almost. The gap between one and two is 43. The gap between two and Mac Jones is 43. That's incredible. I spent time yesterday trying to find a quarterback that has two. I was going to say, you spent, (laughs) and Mac Jones ended up being the the best name for that? I only searched three names. Okay. And this is another fun game that we could play if you want. Who's the funniest player to have only two postseason touchdown passes, or who's the right person to use for this? Step? Yeah, because Mac Jones is pretty good. Who's the first person you would search to say, "I bet that guy's got like two postseason touchdown passes"? I would
2: search like, hmm, like did TJ Yates throw two wow. touchdowns when he didn't he start like a game for the Texans and one? I'd be look... that's where I would start those. Those run of really bad Houston Texan quarterbacks yeah. that would play on Saturday against the Bengals.
3: TJ Yates has one postseason Aww, touchdown pass. Come
2: on, TJ. You Skylar were so close.
3: Thompson? Skylar Thompson. Ooh, wow. I don't think he got any. Right? None. None last year. No, I don't th- I mean he was terrible in that game. He was Skylar Thompson has one postseason touchdown Aww. pass.
2: So Skylar Thompson and TJ Yates together. Uh um, I searched
3: Tyrod thinking. You know, maybe he got in in a game somewhere, he's been around, he's got none. Because, yeah, and they didn't score a touchdown right
2: against the Jaguars.
3: I searched Baker Mayfield. He has 10.
2: It's pretty good, actually. It's not not that bad. Baker, yeah. Baker we had yesterday is our Saturday. He's the only quarterback. Well, hold on. Let me set this up again. If you look at the last quarterback to win a playoff game with each team, Baker's the only guy that appears twice. Tampa and Cleveland. Oh, okay. He has the last playoff win for two different franchises. He's the only person that has that. Um, who else would I want? Did like See, I also would want to see like is anyone really good and really have two? underachieved? Like did like did Philip Rivers start all those playoff games and somehow only get like two? Is there a guy like that on that list? No, probably not. What about Carson Wentz?
3: Wentz would probably have more. I mean, Rivers has 16 mm. postseason
2: touchdown passes. How many playoff games did Carson Wentz play? Like one? Because it was all Nick Foles during his time. Even even that second year after they won the Super Bowl, I think Wentz ended up not playing because he Oh, you're time. right.
3: Wentz has zero.
2: Never threw a touchdown.
3: No. Okay. Never, never threw a touchdown. He never really even played in the postseason. He went one for four in a game. That's it.
2: I can tell you every, right now definitively, every quarterback throughout NFL history that With has exactly two, two – uh, Exactly two passing touchdowns, and you mentioned Mac Jones, who is probably going to be pretty tough to beat here. The funniest answer. Yeah. Todd Collins is another name on this list. RG3. How about Tyler Huntley? Okay. Tyler Huntley has two. Uh, Daniel Jones. Mason Rudolph. Oof. Did he (laughs) throw two against the Bills? He must have. Mitch Trubisky has two. Case Keenum. Brock Osweiler, okay. Here's this is maybe this, is, this the name. is the answer. This might be the answer. Tim Tebow,
3: okay. There you go. I Tim, like it. Tim Tebow. So the gap between number one and number two, Brady to Montana, to Montana, is the same as the gap between Montana and Tebow.
2: <laughs> there we go. That's,
3: that's how far ahead.
2: That's the tweet right there.
3: Now on that, it just kind of gets back to the conversation about what would it take for Mahomes to be the goat in some eyes. Mahomes has 39. Second place is 45. Mahomes has 39 postseason touchdown and he's passes. Only, and, he's only 20, and he's only 28 years old. And after this Super Bowl, he's going to have, what, 41? Yeah. yeah he'll, he'll have a couple. He'll move he it sure, in, he he'll, he'll, he'll move in to number two all-time in postseason touchdown passes next year. Yeah. So what are the chances? There's a lot of different numbers to track down. The seven Super Bowls to track down, the passing yardage, all of it. But postseason touchdown passes might be one he can track down. He's pretty much halfway there. Hmm.
2: I'm looking back to like there's like the fancy number stuff too. Was it Kevin Cole that did his quarterback GOAT series during the offseason? He already had he was looking at what like adjusted yards per attempt stuff and EPA stuff, and he had he had Manning already number one above yeah. Brady. Yeah. And I'm trying to find where he would have had Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't have the longevity yet. I might want to you know, if we were to ask him, I bet he might tell you, he had Mahomes number 11, but he might tell you his pace is that he'll be the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. I mean, he he is doing in terms of, like, wh- why is Brady number one right now over Peyton Manning or Mahomes? Super Bowls. It's, it's Super Bowls, it, right? It's, it's, only, it's accomplishments.
3: It's, it's Super Bowls.
2: And Mahomes is on track with that. Like, if he, if he wins next Sunday, he'll have his third Super Bowl by age 28. That's exactly where Brady was at. So he's not going to play as long as Brady. I, I'm assuming. No, ho- nobody else has ever done that. Right, we so, hope. Yeah, like it would be a st- another statistical anomaly if he, he played that long. But he right now is on pace to match Brady in accomplishments and Super Bowls if he wins on Sunday. And two, he's putting up numbers in the first five years of his career that Brady wasn't sniffing when he first entered the league. Yeah, Like he wasn't – he was – Great, he was very good, maybe, but he was not throwing 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns every year like Mahomes, you know, I don't know what his average is, maybe it's lower than 40, well, Brady, but it's higher than Brady's was. Brady had a 50 touchdown season the year he got Moss, Mahomes had it in
3: his first year, right? First, and he
2: did have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey when, sure. he, when oh, he arrived. Sure, I'm not saying
3: anything other than he did it early. Yeah, right. Mahomes yeah. had 50 touchdowns in, it was, was his first or second full season? No, it was his first full season. Yes. His first full season, he went to 50. Yeah. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. And
2: Brady, it took till his like sixth year to kind of have that monster season, yeah. seventh
3: year even. I mean, Belichick even said it last week or two weeks ago, uh, probably further back. It's when the Bills were – yeah, maybe a month ago. When the Bills were playing the Patriots, he compared Allen to Brady and said of Brady, early on, he wasn't what he became. He was a system guy. He was just, you know, he was a glorified game manager to a large degree. I've been on this station long enough to remember when we would debate about whether or not Brady was a system quarterback. That was a thing that really <laughs> happened. He was two Super Bowls in, and it was very much like the talk would be about if Brock Purdy won, although the difference would be that Brady never had what Purdy has right now. Brady had guys, but it wasn't Christian McCaffrey. It was Kevin Falk, yeah. and it wasn't you know Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. It's Troy Brown and... Terry Glenn was, was
2: Dion Branch there yet? Maybe. At some
3: point, Dion Branch was in there. Terry Glenn, Sean Jefferson, maybe. I'm not. So you're sure. you're saying like when he, I might be
2: too far back in my Patriots. When receivers. he won his first Super Bowl, like because when you just said that, like oh no, that sounds right. Like sixth round pick, yeah. That and versus Brock Purdy who was Mr. Irrelevant, and okay, they won a bunch of games, but I probably would have been thinking the same thing of. Well, this guy's only good because of the team he's on. He's not actually he's not actually that great. Like he's fine, you know. He maybe is uh the game manager type, but look, his first year he had he started fifteen games. He had twenty eight hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns, twelve picks. That I would have absolutely been saying this guy is just he's just a guy. He's just, he's just, a, just guy. a guy on a team that might have an amazing defense. And maybe give Troy Brown a little credit. He had 1,200 yards that year. Maybe he wasn't elite, but pretty good. Joe,
3: on the way to their first Super Bowl,
2: David Patton had some on, big numbers. On that the year. way
3: to his first Super Bowl, in Tom Brady's first postseason, uh huh. You know how many touchdowns he threw? Full postseason,
2: like, was it? Was it two? One. That he, whole first, that the whole, first whole thing postseason, he threw one
3: touchdown pass. Against the Raiders, the game with the snow and the the talk rule, tuck rule. Yep. he threw for three twelve on fifty two attempts with one interception, no touchdowns. He did run for one against Pittsburgh, twelve for eighteen, one hundred fifteen yards, no touchdowns. I think he got knocked out of that game. And then in the Super Bowl, sixteen of twenty seven, one forty five, and one touchdown. Imagine a quarterback throws for sixteen of twenty seven, one forty five, and a touchdown to. Win the Super Bowl and beat anybody. That's a system quarterback. And again, like the storyline at the time was the Rams, who were the absolute wagon, best show on turf Mm -hmm. Kurt Warner, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Azihir Akeem, maybe in that year, Marshall Falk. They knocked off that team with a great defensive performance. Ty Law had a pick. You know, it was a massive upset. They were double digit
2: underdogs. They won. He threw for 145 and a touchdown, and he was the MVP. Yeah. Does it also matter to you at all knowing that even if it doesn't, there are, you know the debate shows, and then your buddies arguing about this will have this in their back pocket uh, for one side of this. Does it matter to you that Brady beat Mahomes head to head in a Super Bowl because he does have that? Yes, he does have that. Like he can always that Brady can always have some solace and call him the goat all you want. I played him in a Super Bowl and I beat him. And I smoked him. You did. I mean, Mahomes didn't have an offensive line, and his receivers were dropping passes left and right. But Brady's got that. He beat him at 40, at 44? How old was he when he won that Super Bowl? 43, whatever. He was in his 40s, and he beat Patrick Mahomes. In the 50, was that the 50 touchdown season? That would have been, right? No. No. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Fifty touchdown seasons. The season they beat him in the AFC Championship game.
2: Okay. Oh, he's beat him twice then, right? Yeah. Twenty. 20- so Brady's two and zero against Mahomes in the playoffs. He beat him in an AFC Championship game and he beat him in the Super Bowl. Yes, I mean the, that's that's tough the, to beat. The scoreboard. AFC right. In the AFC
3: Championship game, they did win a coin toss.
2: Yes. And that's yes, it. They, yes, they did. They
3: won a coin toss. Mm-hmm. But he's
2: gonna he's gonna claim
3: scoreboard on that, right? I mean, he already claims that the league is not as good as it used to be. I just like you have to do when you become an old timer that steps out. You have to say it was better when I played.
2: I miss this more than I missed the uh, the Aaron Rodgers discourse over the year, though. I must say, Brady, yeah, he can he can come back into the limelight a little bit if he's stealing it from uh, if he's stealing it from Rodgers. I'm okay with that. Yeah, eight hundred three hundred five fifty
3: on Brady Mahomes. I've got another game with postseason touchdown passes that I think you're gonna like. It's a fun game. We'll play a little bit later on. We've got some stuff to get to. Brian Cozio is going to join us next segment. We'll talk about Josh Allen. It feels like we should be covering Josh Allen playing golf. It is Josh Allen golf season, so mm-hmm. he's playing at the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Fun fact about the Pro Am yesterday and about the. We'll talk to Brian about how it all works. Mm-hmm. Practice rounds versus now it's underway. Yesterday there was a video that went around of Tony Finau hitting driver on the ocean hole. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. So the conditions yesterday were terrible. Crazy wind, awful, coming in off the bay. And there was also a video of Allen's partner, Keith Mitchell. Mm -hmm. He's standing over his ball to putt it, and the wind blew it off the green. A a stationary ball. After it had stopped moving. He stood over it to make a putt, and the wind blew it backwards and off the green. That's how crazy the wind was. That's golf. That's golf right there. That's your favorite kind of golf. (laughs) Back to Tony Fino. So Tony Finau's on the ocean hole, and the wind is coming in right in their face so much, he hits a driver to try and get it to the green. If you want to know how far that hole is, maybe you know it's number seven, uh, six. It's number six, the ocean Mm. hole. Go through my my head here as I do it right. Yeah. No, it's number seven. Sorry. Six is the par five. It's seven. 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 I'm looking at it right now. Six is the par five that goes up on the shelf. Seven's the par three. Eight comes back across the ravine. So I played Pebble three years ago, I think. On that ocean hole, do you want to know what club I hit? Tony Finau hit a driver because into the wind.
2: You're also hitting, like you're hitting not quite off a cliff, but you're going it's, down.
3: It's downhill. It's, it's downhill. not hill. I would not describe it as a insane downhill. Yeah, okay. it's a downhill shot. Joe, I hit a 50 degree wedge, <laughs> a soft 50 degree wedge uh-huh. yesterday. Tony Tony Finau right hit driver into the wind. Which what is he? Does he average like 340 that's, on his driver? Right. That's the other part of it. It's not me hitting driver, it's this dude hitting driver. Knockdown driver into the wind. Me, 50 degree wedge nice and soft. That's that is wind. If I'm out there on the course, I'm just, I'm walking inside. You love the wind. Oh, I'm give me saying, it.
2: let me see what I can do out there. You're
3: going to get wind burn on your face.
2: That is that that is the uh that's the Patriots playing the Bills in 50 degree wins. I'm <laughs> yeah, Mac, and right. I, I mean, I'm Mac Jones. So I got a chance now.
3: You might have a chance to beat. I might have a chance. We yeah. could
2: win this game in a fluke way.
3: Let's go. Eight oh three oh five fifty is our number. You can give us a call. We'll talk with uh Brian Kozialt next if you want to, you know, follow along. The Bills are tweeting out how to follow, how to watch Josh Allen. He's playing at the Pebble Beach Pro AM as he has before. It is Josh Allen golf season and uh you know, hey whatever. We'll watch. Bills also posted a video of him it was number 17 on number 17 him hitting on the 17th hole
2: mm-hmm. which
3: is a longer par 3 and i would imagine it has to be a two shot 3 like you it's it's a yeah. long i don't know might, might be like 180, mm-hmm. be 180 190 and if that's into the wind that's a two shot par 3 all right we'll get to Brian Coziel, we'll get to plenty of football stuff got lots to get to you i want to talk about the pressure on Brandon Bean in this draft because i do think we are at a different spot with Bean right now going into this draft and I'm I'm ready to get a, a a talking point going. You let me know how crazy it is on how much pressure Bean's gonna feel to draft a receiver. Because the pressure will be off the charts by the time we get to the draft. We'll get to that. We'll get to Brian Coziel as well, preview this pro M, talk with him about the conditions, the format, how it all works as we get set to uh, you know, watch Josh play some golf. At the Pro-Am. Jeremy and Joe, Josh Mid producing. Give us a call if you'd like. Wide open for you on a Thursday here on WGR. I love this album so much. I remember where I, where I was when I bought it. When I bought it. Where I was. Did you wait in line? No. It's the Killers' is hot fuss. I bought this way before way before it was cool. That's how cool I am, Joe. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. To the Western <laughs> Hotline. Yeah, <laughs> I bought it way before it was cool.
2: So we were just mentioning in headlines, was Jason Pommenville the last player selected uh, in his All-Star draft? He was not selected last by Team Alfredson. Luke Adam was also selected by uh, Team Alfredson. I guess that's when, like, rookies were still going. Remember the Young Guns game? Yeah, yeah. That was still happening. That's how long ago that draft was. There was still a young guns. Game. And
3: way back then, Brian Cozio was still doing Sabres post game. Good morning, Brian.
1: Good morning. Yes. I think were they a playoff team with Pominville toward the end of his career? Maybe not at the end, but
2: not on the second stint, <laughs> that's for sure.
3: Yeah. Brian, we got John a couple things. We had someone requesting you talk Orioles sale, but let's we got you on to talk a little golf this morning. I I said, in not a snarky way, it's Josh Allen golf season. Like, we're going to check in on Josh Allen playing golf. And the Pebble Beach Pro-Am is the highest profile event that, you know, we, we get to see. So for anyone out there that maybe sees these highlights, let them know the format, how this all works. You got um, players getting amateur players that are not professional golfers paired up with professional golfers then you've got guys that are out there to actually win it uh it is a work environment for these golfers even though it has the look of a little bit bob barker happy gilmore right like playing in in, uh in that kind of setting
1: yeah it it's um it's an event that they call pro-am meaning that there are pros like you said playing and this year playing for a big purse um this year this AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am has been ele- has been um, raised to what the PGA Tour calls one of their elevated events, which means the top big names are all playing, and you know, including world number one Scotty Scheffler. So you've got a lot of the big names that uh, you know you would recognize from the PGA Tour that will be there. Uh, Jordan Spieth will be there. Justin Thomas will be there. Rory McIlroy will be there. Uh, You know, Shoffley, Cantlay, Finau, you know, the the group that, you know, you probably would recognize, they're all playing in this event. So that part of it's raised because the purse has raised and become one of those elevated events. Now the pro-am piece of that is that there are amateurs that go ahead and play alongside these professionals and are partnered up. Josh Allen, as you mentioned, playing with Keith Mitchell. Um, For those that don't know about Keith Mitchell, I guess I would call him just kind of a a middling PGA Tour player that probably – most of you would not have maybe heard of unless you watch the PGA Tour regularly or if you're in, like, a fantasy golf league. But Mitchell has become more popular in Buffalo in terms of people know who he is because he's played with Allen the last, I, I want to say, three years that he's played in this. Um, this year, the format changed a little bit because of its elevated event, and they wanted to, uh, you know, some of the golfers, you know, and I guess I could understand it, have chosen in the past not to play in this event because there is extra that goes on with having the amateurs. The rounds take a lot longer. There obviously is, at times, some kind of, you know, side things happening, shenanigans, uh, you know, joking going on, things on camera. So Hey, some they,
3: of the, some of the, Brian, last year they flat out accused Aaron Rodgers of sandbagging and cheating. Yes. That's, that's right. So
1: Rodgers, funny, he's playing in this and is actually in the group right behind the Allen group. Um, last year came in with a 10 handicap, and because of the handicapped format, he and his partner ended up winning the pro-am piece of it, and a lot of people were calling him out, including Allen, who kind of took a jab at it. This year, Rogers comes in playing at a four.
2: Uh-huh. So I
3: think-
1: wow, I think- he
2: got a lot better. Oh wow, he got so yeah. much better in
1: that
3: year. I, 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 I thought I could trust him. <laughs> I, I was so honest; that I could trust him. Hmm.
1: I know. So that's been adjusted. Uh, you know, I know, shocking that Rogers was inflating something to maybe, you know, for his own self ego <laughs> here to win. Um, but yeah, so they they the the pros and the amateurs will play this year. The amateurs will only play the first two rounds, Thursday and Friday. So if you want to watch Allen play today and tomorrow is the day to do it. Uh, you know, and you mentioned he's going to be with Brady. Brady's playing with New Englander Keegan Bradley, a big Patriots guy, and you know those those four. I think we'll get a decent amount of coverage. Yeah, I mean, you with with Brady and Allen right now. I mean, Allen. I I think just, you know following a lot of the golf accounts that I follow on social media like Alan's getting as much love as any of the celebrities there are a decent amount of you know NFL players that are in this Larry Fitzgerald plays in this quite a bit we mentioned Rogers Alan Brady um, there are gonna be some amateurs that maybe you watch that you've no idea who they are but it's like the CEO of at and t you know or some <laughs> right. of the sponsors so those guys I know shockingly somehow get into the field as well right
3: Ryan as the event you know maybe it's just Fully accepting that I think about it more because it's Josh Allen. and I hear about it more. Has it not just elevated event for the golfers, but for the Brady's of the world? Has Brady played in this before?
1: I think he has. I think I think there was the first time he played in it was the year after he had missed after he had made the Super Bowl, like maybe three years in a row, and then he missed it. And he's like, "Oh, I'm excited." I, the one negative of missing the Super Bowl is that I finally get to play in this. He's always wanted yeah. to, so. I don't think he did last year um, and obviously the previous year he was in the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Um, but I think he has. I don't think this is his debut in this event. Okay,
3: basically what I'm asking is it feels like the amateur high profile amateur side of this has been growing a bit.
1: I agree with that. I mean for years it was pretty much Bill Murray and Ray Romano and, and now maybe yeah, and maybe yeah. Tony
3: Romo. Did
2: Charles yeah. Barkley always make his way out, or is that Tahoe for uh, for Barkley?
1: Yeah, Barkley's Tahoe. I think right. I think Barkley maybe is just not good enough to play. I think they, <laughs> they they try to keep it to the point where they're like amateurs that can keep up with pace of play and not, you know. I I think what some of the PGA Tour pros, why they hadn't been playing this event at times is that it, because it can become distracting or, you know, that round turns into like a five-and-a-half, six-hour round because the amateurs do take a little bit longer. Um, so they've changed the format a little. So, for instance, like if Keith Mitchell's in for par and Allen's putting for bogey and he doesn't get any strokes on the hole, they'll just have Allen pick up,
3: pick up. Okay.
1: They, you know, just for pace of play. So they've, they've, they've tried to change it around. Um, they've also eliminated one of the courses. If you've ever been out to the Monterey Peninsula, they've played courses there before. Um, they're only playing two courses this year. Pebble is going to be one, and then Spyglass Hills the other Um, they eliminated uh, one of the courses here, which... um, Spanish Bay? Yes, that's right, Spanish Bay, yeah. Okay. That one they've eliminated. I think they just want more Pebble Beach. I know that TV wants more Pebble Beach. It's harder for for better TV coverage, too, when they're spread out over three three courses because of just you know, the amount of cables and cameras and staff that you need to do that. So I think we'll get better TV coverage too since most of the play now will be on Pebble B.
3: The forecast, I mean, it was horrible yesterday. And it's supposed to be horrible throughout, or is it mostly going to the weekend?
1: I saw a forecast on the weekend that had, like, winds on Sunday <laughs> where it was going to be, like, 35 to 40 miles an hour Um Basically, just looking at the forecast right now, it just shows chance of rain every day. Temperatures in the upper fifties. Now, I mean, would we play in that right now? Here, I'm sure many would, um, but it's probably not ideal from what they would want there. You know, the, the the shots that we all envision of Pebble Beach, the beautiful sunshine coming off of the ocean there on the 18th hole. Like yeah. we might be getting some some more uh, with rain and clouds and some wind coming in. I saw yesterday with the wind being so bad. Um, not only with Keith Mitchell and Josh Allen's group where the, the flag was like basically bending sideways and the ball was moving on its own on the green, Tony Finau hit driver on what probably is Pebble Beach's signature hole, number seven, the par three, that's literally can play just like a 100 yards.
3: Yeah, Brian, I said earlier when I played it three years ago, it was a soft 50-degree wedge. Yeah. And he's hitting driver.
1: And he hit driver yesterday because of the wind, so – yeah, that's, that's one always challenge about this course is that the weather could go, you know, a total 180 at any point. So um, that'll be something to keep yeah. an eye on, obviously, too.
3: It is, of course, an event. Uh, you are one of the hosts of Tea to Green. Who do you have as a pick here? I was I got Jeff Blank who you you, you guys also chat with. He's one of your your, your golf handicappers there on Tita Green. He mentioned if you're looking for somebody to pick, you know, maybe to bet on, looking for the battlers, like who are the guys that grind? And his suggestions to me were Tommy Fleetwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick might be two guys that are, you know, good players, but in the conditions like this, to borrow from Kramer from Seinfeld, mutter was a mutter. Like who plays great in these kind of conditions? Is it often a European player?
1: I would probably start with that group and I think two of the guys that you mentioned are good. I'll give you one stat here if you're looking for a non-European. For any of the players that have played in this event uh, for more than two years, meaning they've played more than 10 rounds, Jordan Spieth has the best scoring average. And Spieth is a guy that I would say with a good short game can recover from a poor shot as good as anybody because he is a very good scrambler. He is as good as anybody in the world getting up and down with a short game. So if if the weather and the wind are issues where maybe guys are missing greens more often than not, and who's going to be the best at getting up and down to kind of keep their round going, um, maybe Jordan Spieth would be a guy to keep an eye out
3: for. All right. Brian Coziel on the Western Hotline regarding uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am.
2: Uh, quickly, do you have anything, Brian, on what happened in the PGA yesterday? Like they raised, what, $3 billion in – in money from... It was basically, like, American sports owners, right? Like, I don't know if that means anything for... You know, there's that live deal that, of course, has been talked about for, like... It's been, like, six months now. I don't feel like it's happened. So, the business side of the PGA? Like, how do you think it's going?
1: Well, I think they realize that they've got to figure out a way to raise money, otherwise they're just going to continue to keep losing players. Obviously, the big blow of this offseason for the PGA Tour was losing John Robb. I mean, he was definitely, you know, top five on the on the meter in terms of moving the peg of people tuning in and being excited about it. Um I still think, you know, the pga Tour is a ton of stars and a ton of guys that you're gonna be watching a tournament. You may not sit there and say, oh I wish John Ron was in it. I personally loved watching Ron. I thought he kind of had that fiery attitude. I thought he was great. Um but they definitely know look we're gonna keep losing guys because the fact that you know that Live has just loaded with money so they had that yeah three billion dollar deal with the strategic sports group, but they I keep reading stories that they're like a, a deal with the PGA Tour and PIF, the company that funds the investment group that funds Live. Like any day we could be getting an announcement. Now I doubt we'll get it over the next four days because they don't want to announce it and take away coverage away from the from the Pebble Beach event. But I mean any day means maybe you know early next week we'll hear something more here. I think. You're, you start Rory McElroy softening his stance on players coming back. Um, even Jordan Spieth yesterday, didn't, who has been very vocal before, didn't really want to say anything harsh about it. Bryson DeChambeau, who, of course, is now on Live, said, look, anything that comes together to push money into golf, to invest it, to grow the game, I mean, he said all the right things. Yeah. Um, said, you know, is a good thing, and maybe everybody can come together here at some point. It sounds like everybody's stance is softening everywhere, which lends me to believe that maybe – we will see something very soon where they're tied together, where maybe there still are separate tours, but the ability for players to maybe go from one to the other to play in events uh, becomes a much more passable
3: thing. Brian Kosiel on the Western Hotline. Thank you, Brian, and enjoy the uh, Sabres break. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Detroit got a what? They got a, a they loser got a point.
3: last night? Yeah, so 10. Is 10, right? 10 is, ten. The, is the, the margin? The gap is 10, yep.
1: Yes, and it's just... The the amount of teams is what is just even more. I mean, the 10 points sounds extremely daunting, but then you look at how many teams they still have to leapfrog to get to Detroit, and that, unfortunately, makes it feel much worse. Yep.
2: Thanks,
3: Brian.
1: Okay, guys, thanks a lot. If anybody wants to watch today, ESPN Plus, their main feed gets going at 11.45 a.m., and then golf channels at 3 o'clock.
3: All right, perfect. Very good. You've got Josh Allen and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers,
2: Pau Gasol. S- yep. Steve Young. Yep. Steve Young playing with Smith. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh,
3: Condoleezza Rice.
2: I was going to say, I, so I was looking at, Brian mentioned, like, they don't want, like, you know, Barclays or guys that will just hold up the course. The lowest handicap in the tournament is 16, which is Condoleezza Rice. Okay. Which is not. We
0: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: You know, you can keep up, I think. Well, maybe a pebble in the wind. It might be a little bit tougher. Steve Young also near the bottom of the list with a, uh, with a 13. Rodgers with a
3: 4. I know, after showing up last year with a oh, 10. Got 6 back. Every <laughs> country, on. every club, it's so every, unbelievable. Every golfer listening knows the person at their club that's a 4 that claims to be a 10 to win all their tournaments. Everybody sees through you. Everybody knows. Yep. And that's apparently Aaron Rodgers who wanted to win it last year so bad he claimed to be a 10. Looking at some of the others, see if there's any other names that we know. Doug McKenzie
2: Uh, Buster Posey. He's a six, by the way. Larry Fitzgerald. Brian mentioned he's a six. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got. Michael McCarthy. That's not
3: Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy, right? I don't think so.
2: Has he ever gone by Michael? I
3: don't know, but whoever it is... His full
2: name is probably Michael.
3: Whoever it is is a zero, a scratch golfer, and I just don't think Mike McCarthy is a scratch golfer. There's no way? I don't think so. There's no way? I mean, who knows? He did... Uh, bend Mike, Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach, he did bend the truth when he got hired by saying he watched all the Cowboys games, and then later on said he didn't. <laughs> we, so maybe so he, he claims
2: was, to be a scratch golfer, too. He would be the guy who's never actually played golf, gets invited, though, to the the Pebble Beach. He's like, yeah. so what's your handicap? Ah, I'm, a, I'm a zero. Or it, like doesn't know how the handicap scale works <laughs> and thinks zero is bad. So he tells he's a zero, shows up scratch golfer, and shoots like 200. ESPN plus 11 a.m. for coverage you want to check out some uh, Josh
3: Allen content Josh Allen at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am Jeremy and Joe top of the hour I'm going to dig into some draft stuff have put a a Twitter poll up about this Uh, so stay tuned because you know the wide receiver train never stops and I want to talk about how much that will or could affect Brandon Bean and his approach this year in the draft 803-0550 to join us on WGR We're two people in a relationship uh, supporting each other and having fun with it, man. It's it's nothing more than that. How much the world wants to paint the picture and uh, make us the enemy, we just have fun with it. We enjoy every single bit of it. And sure enough, I, I, I love it when Taylor comes and supports me and, and enjoys the game with the fam and friends. It's been nothing but just a wonderful year, man. Cool.
2: Have a good time. Did you hear the stat on how little she's even actually on TV during like these football broadcasts? Twenty seconds a game. Twenty seconds in a three and a half hour broadcast. Yeah.
3: Where is the energy <laughs> to get mad at Gene Steratore for how often he's on the broadcasts? Oh, it's more because you, you know it's more than twenty seconds. It's like five minutes every game. <laughs> less, less Gene. Yeah, less energy against. That relationship, and more against Gene Steratore's existence.
2: We just replace the time during these reviews where Gene Steratore is guessing at things or not telling us things, and just just put Taylor on with a guitar.
3: Yeah, music videos. That's it. Yeah, let's do it. She's not f-
2: going. She's not going on going. Uh, well, I don't know. Here, it's gonna no, be I, their listen, call. I'd rather her give me the review analysis than Gene Steratore. Even I don't want it from anybody. But right. I'd rather have have her sing it to me, song wise. <laughs>
3: Anything would be better than Gene Steratore looking at a picture and telling you the thing you're seeing happening is not happening, which is what he did Uh, in the Ravens-Chiefs game. You're going to
2: lose your mind when there is a controversial play late in the Super Bowl because this is on CBS, I believe, and it's going to be 10 seconds left in the Super Bowl, and Gene Steratore is going to tell us why someone's about to win or lose. Like last year we had this with the – wasn't there like a, a defensive holding something that was important? Yes, uh, James uh, Bradbury. Bradbury, yeah, Bradbury,
3: yeah. We're gonna get one of those. Yep. Yeah. 550 Twitter poll up. Is this the most important Bills draft since the Josh Allen draft? We'll get your, the results of that and talk about it. I'm also seeing it's All Star weekend. It's the All Star. We've reached the break for the All Star game, right? And NHL All Star skills lineups have been announced, mm-hmm. and not all the players are doing it not like not all the players Rasmus Dallin is not in this lineup Hmm. last year I think he did hardest shot yeah not doing it he's Hmm. not the only one because I think the number is just you've got 12 guys in each one and I've not been able to find Dallin at NHL.com there's going to be fastest skater one-timers passing challenge hardest shot stick handling accuracy shooting one-on-one obstacle course which is the top from the other events there's no Darlene. So the NHL has hmm. someone from every team going to the All-Star game, but you are not all participating in the skills competition. According to NHL.com's story on this, Rasmus Dalin is not yet picked for a spot. Hmm.
2: He's got to do something, though, right? I, I mean, I guess
3: not. He's just going to find, hang out there? I've or? yet to find Sebastian Ajo in any one of these either. So there are probably a few players that are just not doing the skills competition interesting yeah jeremy and joe you can give us a call on uh why this is indeed the most important bills draft since the josh allen draft we've got a theory on all this we'll talk about it with you get the twitter poll results up as well it's trending hard yes and i think that's the right answer and it comes down to brandon bean 8030550 if you want to jump in on that you can here on wgr